Amen. 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 All right. Well, it is good to be with you today. I'm excited about our series, The Three Simple Rules. I've adapted a little bit of the language, uh, so it's more accessible today, but this is really um, what made Methodism. You know, as far as the groups, and I'll unpack all of it, but the three simple rules, and you're going to hear about them um, for a lot in the next six weeks. Um, It's do no harm, do good, and stay connected to God and one another. And those are going to be our guide. And it's been amazing as I've read and written over the last few weeks, I've been kind of adapting that and out in the world you know, asking myself, saying, I'm asking people to live by these, I'm going to live by them. And so I've been evaluating my behavior out in the world. Is this doing harm? Right? Somebody cut me off the other day, and I was like, do no harm. Right? And it reeled me in. And so, so we're going to talk about each, each rule is going to have two Sundays dedicated to it. And so today, um, we have the three simple rules. That's the title of the entire series. Um, and then... Uh, today we're going to do do no harm, and then we'll have a slide, I believe, about these uh, as we go through today. And then today specifically is do no harm, don't contribute to the, the darkness, okay? So let's pray and then let's get into it. Dear Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would lead and guide us, that your Spirit would open our hearts that we might receive what you have for each one of us here today. Lord, make us, mold us, shape us by your word. It is in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, our scripture today comes out of Romans chapter 13, beginning in verse 8. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt of love to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet. And whatever other commands there are, are summed up in this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. Love does not harm, does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. This is the word of God for the people of God. About halfway through that, I realized, why is this so fuzzy? I don't have my glasses on. So that is so much better. Uh, every, everything we do, I heard somebody say once, every word we say, every action we do, we need to think it is either contributing to the light or it is contributing to the darkness. You know, we just had our our um, series on being connected. And we, we looked at that in the beginning, that we were connected, we were created for connection, for God and one another. Love God with all our heart, mind, and soul. Love one another as ourselves. So we are created for this connection. And in the beginning, it was perfect. And so when we think of light and darkness, I want us to think about darkness as all that's evil or wrong, hurtful, suffering, in this world. And we think of light, we think of goodness and joy, the fruits of the Spirit, kindness, love, encouraging, building up. And if we flash back to the beginning of that connection series, we learn in Genesis that in the beginning, 
in the sense that we're using light, there was only light. There was only goodness. God had created, and, and it was perfect. And we get a little... Uh, Hint when at the very end of Genesis chapter 2, it says they were naked and were not ashamed. And so the, that, that door of good and evil had not been opened up to them yet. And so there was, there was nothing, there was no guilt, there was no shame. There was only goodness and light. C.S. Lewis says that there's no such thing as true evil. Because God created everything. When you get into evil, what we call evil or bad or ugly or darkness, it is just perverted good. And you can think about that in all kinds of ways. You know, medicine is good, but if it's used poorly, it becomes bad. It becomes hurtful. It becomes easy, right? Sex, God created sex, and that is good. But if it's used selfishly and wrong, it, it becomes hurtful. It becomes ugly. And so all God created, and it, and it was through that sin that, that the darkness came into the world. And we live in that time where there is weeds and wheat, light and darkness combined together. Um, in the Gospel of John 3.19, it says, This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of the light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear their deeds will be exposed. And so we live in a dark world. It doesn't take much to watch the news, to look around. Now, I will give a caveat here. We in our culture and where we live, we can be fooled sometimes into thinking the world isn't dark, that there isn't trouble because we have a pretty good life. We we in here, the, the poorest person in here is rich to the rest of the world. And so we have a pretty sheltered life, but it, in reality, there is a lot of darkness. There is a lot of evil. Ours is usually behind closed doors, but you go into other places, it's just right out there on the street. You can see it. And so there's a lot of darkness. There's a lot of ugliness. And you don't have to be in a bad part of town or a, a bad situation to, to be around ugliness. We see it in our politics. We see it in our corporations. We see it all over the place. There's a lot of ugliness and a lot of darkness. And we are called children of the light. And we're going to talk about that more um, next week. But we are, called, we are to be a, a light on a hill. Every situation, as children of God, children of the light, we are supposed to bring light into a situation, big and small. Every day, am I contributing to the darkness? Am I doing harm in my relationship with my family, my wife, at work? And so we have to understand that our job is not to contribute to the darkness, but it's so easy, right? It is so easy to get sucked into that. Because we, and at its core, we all are self-righteous to a certain degree, aren't we? And when we're right about something, people need to know it. And we would much rather be right than to be loved. But the gospel says it's better to be loved. And it's better to love. 
And so we got to make sure that we don't contribute to the darkness. And we do this in all kinds of ways. We do it in our thoughts, in our actions. We do it in what we take in. We do it with our words. And who do we harm? Well, first off, we harm ourselves. Now, I'm going to focus on all four of those, but this first section about ourselves, I'm going to focus on our thoughts and on what we take into our souls, our bodies. So Galatians chapter 5, just before it gets to the fruits of the Spirit that a lot of us are are, uh, familiar with, we talk about the works of the flesh or the works of the world, and there's actions, but there's also thoughts. The thoughts are ambitions, dissension, factions, envy, coveting, selfishness, things like that, resentments. Resentments just eat us up, eat us up. And so we have to be careful about what our thoughts are because you ever hear the story about Dorian Gray? We might have talked about that in here. And it's it's an old story. It was a movie at one time where he had made this deal with the devil and uh, his life was, was, he was handsome and his life was glorious with all the wealth and all the worldliness that you wanted. I mean, in the world, he was the man. But upstairs, there was this picture of him that was getting distorted and deformed and ugly. And it was a representation of what was going on in his soul. And sometimes we have to be careful. We can present our best face at work, in a home, in church, right? And it always amazes me. We always come to church and we always put our best face on. Even when we're having a horrible week or we're struggling. Church is not supposed to be like a department store or a showroom for great Christians. It's supposed to be emergency rooms where we take our hurting souls. But we always put our our best face on for church. And right now, there's a lot of people going through things, struggling. But we have to be careful that we... Psalm says, guard our hearts, guard our thoughts, because we can be eaten up alive from the inside out if we're not careful. With sadness, with loneliness, with resentments, as I said. And so guard your hearts, guard guard your thoughts. And part of the way of doing that is be careful about what we take in. I remember my wife, we don't go anymore. I finally went out. She always said, oh, there's these scary movies. She'd always go, oh, let's go see this scary movie. And then the whole movie, she's like this. I was like, why are we going to see this movie? I didn't really want to go see it. Anyway, we went to this one, you know, because at some point in our marriage, they turned from being scary movies to just being horror, torture, mutilation, ugh. And we were, we were at one of our last ones. This was many years ago. And it was pretty graphic. And I think that's why it was one of our last ones, because I was like, I don't want to watch this anymore. But what just floored me was a family had like this eight-year-old boy in there watching this movie. And I couldn't watch the movie because all I could think about was what he was taking in to his soul. 
He wasn't even developed yet, and he was taking this in. And I thought, man, we do that so many different ways. You know, this last year with depression, and, you know, a lot of pastors have been telling people, take a break from the news. Don't just sit in front of that all day long and just be bombarded. That, that, so you got to know what's going on. But it's just going to, if you just have negative and negative and negative and negative, that does, that's going to affect your soul. That's going to affect what you take in. It's just like our bodies. We take in junk, we're going to be unhealthy. We take in junk to our souls, whether it be sexual, violence, negativity, whatever it is. You know, we get on news stations for always having these pundits come on, and I like to call them pundit cage matches, right, where they come on and just fight each other, and they get crazy. And we can get on them, and I can... We can be very self-righteous about, oh, I can't believe that. You know why they show it all the time? Because we're watching it. Because there's a, there's a desire for it. If it wasn't selling, they wouldn't be showing it. And so we have to be careful about what we're taking in because it's going to be hard for us not to do harm if our souls are harmed, if we're unhappy, if we're negative, what our attitude is. So I need to move along here. So then we also do harm to others. Usually it's because we're harmed and we're unhealthy and it, it manifests itself in some form or fashion of being negative or, or hurtful or harming other people. And we got to be very careful about how we add to the darkness in our relationships with other people. You know, because we might be able to overcome someone, but if, if hate overcomes hate, then hate wins. If darkness overcomes darkness, darkness wins. I, when I was thinking about this, when writing the sermon, I was thinking, think about the poor people in East Germany and Eastern European. They're like, yay, Hitler's gone. Oh, we got Stalin, right? That just went from one darkness to another darkness. You might have to be war buffs to know that. But we have to be careful because we can come in and win an argument, but we might have won by being darker than somebody else. We might have contributed to the darkness. I'm guilty of this because we have to be careful about our words. We have to be careful about our actions because we can do a good action, a good deed, and be so ugly about it that it ruins everything. I think... I don't know if it's just me, but our dads in general, dads, you, you, I'm not going to confess for you, but I was very proud of myself this weekend. I just had drove back to Fort Worth on Thursday, and I was just getting in town. I was like, this is good. I get a call. Morgan locked her keys in the car. Where is she? Southlake. Oh, Southlake, that's an hour north of uh, Fort Worth or where I am? Now, the old gym, yeah, I'll go bring her her keys, but go, here's your keys, and don't you ever go, you're irresponsible. So I did a good deed, but I totally negated the whole thing. I didn't do that this time. It was a little, <laughs> there was a little bit inside, but I didn't show it. I said, here's your keys. But you know what I mean? We can be so ugly with our words that it negates our action and our good deeds. 
We, we got to be careful because we like to disguise it. Oh, I'm not ugly. I'm not going to be ugly. I know somebody that is so proud of herself that she's not ugly, and she's never harsh, and she's never mean, but she is the queen of passive aggressiveness, all right? Oh, man, she has some doozies. You're like, I think she just got me. I thought that was a compliment, but I think she just got me. The point is, we can go on with ways we disguise it in the way we have to be careful about our actions and about our words. Are they doing harm? And it can be in big ways. It could just be in our daily uh, conversations with our family. What's my attitude? What's my heart? I might not be doing any, any harm, but it, this leads into next week, but am I doing good? So we have to be careful what we take into our souls. We have to be careful that our thoughts don't, don't overtake us. I'm one of those that my mind races. It's hard for me to go to sleep. And my thoughts just jump from here to there, from there. And I was like, how in the world did I get here? And I found, say, in this Eastern Orthodox prayer that I read about, I just will sit there and in my head chant, uh, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me. It's this Eastern Orthodox prayer they say over and over. But the thing, what I found is it just, if my mind is focused on that, then there's nothing else that can come in. There's no other thoughts that can come in. And so we focus on what is good, and that's part of staying connected to God. See, we can't do any of what we're talking about if we don't stay connected to God, if we don't stay connected to the power of the Holy Spirit. Because that will guide us in doing good. That will guide us in making sure we do no harm. That will guide us in transforming our hearts so that we want to do good, that we want to do no harm. So, as I said, we're going to be unpacking this, but do no harm. And the first part of do no harm is whatever you do, don't contribute to the darkness. And don't fool yourself that you're not, because we, we even sneak up on ourselves. But all you do, let it be encouraging, not tearing down, but building up, Paul says. Everything that is good and wholesome and, and uplifting, think on these things, Paul says. Don't contribute to the darkness. That's our first of our simple rules. Let us pray. Dear Lord, as we come to your table, I pray that you would remind us of your great love through this holy sacrament. Lord, that you would um, bless these elements for us, that they would be the body and the blood of Christ, that we might know that we are redeemed by his blood, that we no longer have to walk in darkness, but we can walk in the light of Christ, and that we can share that light with others. So Lord, bless this time. Bless this holy sacrament, and speak to us through your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.